No doubt you have heard and seen the terrifying scenes that have played out on a Southwest Airlines plane on its way from New York to Dallas overnight. An engine exploded mid-flight. Sadly, one passenger was killed and, by all descriptions, sort of was semi-sucked out of the plane. Several others were injured. Now, this is haunting audio. It's captured the moment pilot Tammy Jo Schultz told air traffic control a passenger had been partially sucked out of her plane. Let's have a listen. Could you have the uh, medical meet us there on the runway as well? We've got uh, injured passengers. Injured passengers, okay. And are you, is your airplane physically on fire? No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. They said there was a hole and uh, someone went out. Um, I'm sorry, you said there was a hole and somebody went out? Now, that is amazing, really, because the one thing, apart from anything else, apart from all the dramas that were happening on the plane, how cool and calm the pilot was. I don't know how you stay cool and calm in a crisis like that. That was her radio... She was radioing at the time in the Philadelphia airport where the plane ultimately landed. On the line is an aviation expert, a former A380 captain who has himself landed an Emirates aircraft that had an engine failure. James Nixon, good afternoon to you. G'day, Nick. I didn't see you at the MCG last Sunday. Uh, well, I was there. I was crying into my beer, let me tell you. So, oh. so James, when you heard uh, Tammy Joe talking like that, I mean, you, you went through all this training. It, how did she say, stay so cool and so calm? Well, look, it's really... What, what is the other option? Would you like her to scream and carry on? No, but the natural inclination would be to panic. That's what I'm asking. How are you I, trying? Well, I, think, I think in all of these things, your, your tummy butterflies are going like crazy. Your mind's spinning at a million miles an hour, but you have to speak slowly and clearly and you have to articulate what's going on. It's a team event, this sort of thing, because the cabin crew very much these days are involved with a lot of decisions that you make as an airline captain. And, um, and really, the, the two events that happened were bread and butter for the airline pilots. In fact, you know, the emergency depressurisation is one of our party tricks. Every pilot in the world is tested every six months, and uh, they do emergency depressurisations, emergency rapid descents, and also engine failures. So these two things together uh, were bread and butter for them, and it's just very, very, very standard. Uh, they would have just reacted like they do in the simulator every six months. Uh, so, James, let's talk about the two separate events. So the engine failure and the fact that shrapnel poured off the engine. Is that particularly unusual, and how difficult is it to fly well, a plane and land a plane? Uh, the flying and landing is not a problem. It's, you know, these planes are... Uh, are very good at flying around on one engine. In fact, uh, the only time I've ever done it for real in a, in a heavy jet, uh, an Airbus A330, you couldn't tell. You know, the thing's got so much inertia and stability these days that uh, they're very, very flyable and uh, you don't even notice it. But uh, what has happened in this situation that has concerned everybody, and it's, and it's the beginning of a few, a few of these, or the last 10 years has seen the beginning of a few of these events, Normally, engine, jet engines blow up when you put the power up on the runway to accelerate, and also when you've done takeoff power and you're bringing the power back to climb thrust, and one of the engines just reduces to zero. These are sort of the traditional engine failure events, as well as bird strikes and things like that. 
But in the last few years, since Corner 32, we've seen a few of these uncontained explosions in the climb and cruise segment of the flights, which is not normal. And we've seen quite a few of these now in the last 10 years. Uh, today's is another one. Now, this is the first time Southwest, who have 500 of these aeroplanes, the, the, the Boeing 777, the most successful airliner in history. Uh, it's the first time Southwest has ever had a, a passenger kill, and it's the first time they've had anything like this in a fleet of 500 aircraft. So it's, it's not a common occurrence. But it is interesting that it's happening in the cruise segment of the flight, and that's what's happened today. Have you ever heard of a, of, of a passenger being partially sucked out like that before? Yes, we've had that uh, before with the United Airlines uh, jumbo jet bound for Auckland about uh, 25 years ago. You may remember yep. the cargo door opened and took out the passengers, the row of seats of the passengers sitting above it. Uh, so, yes, it, it has happened. And there was a captain who was pulled out of the, the front of an aeroplane in England when the windscreen went. And the first officer had to land the plane with a captain's body half in and half out, and the purser hanging onto his legs to stop him flying out. So these things happen very, very rarely. I mean, it's a million people, I'll say again, a million people right now flying above the skies in aeroplanes every day. So, I mean, obviously there will be uh, exhaustive investigations and no-one really knows at the moment what has caused this and what action should be taken. But would you anticipate there will be any repercussions in terms of planes being grounded uh, due to investigations or anything like that? I don't know about grounding, but we are concerned that the containment ring has failed. And that around the front of the fan... The front of the engine is a, is a big strengthened ring so that basically, and anyone can Google this on uh, YouTube, there's some amazing photography of the high-speed photography and slow motion of the uh, Rolls-Royce engines suffering a blade coming off and, and how this ring protects the engine and the fuselage and all of it from leaving. So the fact that something's got past this containment ring is different. And it's like Qantas 32. There's only been a handful of these in the history of aviation where, where the containment ring has failed. So there'll be a lot of questions wanting to know why that happened. But remember, we've got, we're very lucky that we've had a very, very professional captain. She was uh, from the military, and she, I think she was one of the, the first American female pilot of NF-18, and she's retired to this sedate life as an airline oh. pilot and performed absolutely brilliantly, as have the whole crew, obviously. And, uh, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you've been through something similar. Um, when you heard what she had to say and you heard about it, did it bring memories back to you and, and how did you react yourself? It did. It did, and uh, it was the first thing I woke up this morning listening to Justin and Kate, and I thought, oh, here we go again. Um, the, the thing that does uh, bother me about this is the passengers who were... Uh, complaining that they were, they thought they were going to die. Uh, I was extremely lucky in my situation. It happened over Zagreb, and I went back to, to uh, I'd taken off from Milan, and I, I went and landed in, um, in Venice. So we had about, uh, I suppose, ten or fifteen minutes uh, transiting the ocean, uh, where I could think about what I was going to say to the passengers. And of course, everything was done. It was just a matter of getting on the ground. And so I had time to do another PA to the passengers and further reassure them. In fact, I, I had the, the ability to say, look out the right-hand side, we're going past Venice, and it's quite spectacular if you've never seen it before. Um, 
And that really relaxed the passengers. If they know the pilots have the extra uh, ability to, uh, or capacity to say another PA before they come into land and, and calm things down, uh, you know, that really helps. And that helped my passengers, and that's what all the passengers I had uh, said that they were really relaxed because I had that, done that second PA. Yeah. And I urge all pilots, if you've got a chance to do it, just to say everything's going really well, we're going to be looked after, and there's nothing to worry about. Because really, after having secured this engine and having got down to 10,000 feet, and they probably didn't need to do a depressurisation because these automatic pressurisation systems are such that the aeroplane would have just stopped using the underfloor outlet valve to pressurise the aeroplane and just started automatically using the window. So there's probably no reason for them to have to do what we call the dirty dive down to yeah. 10,000 feet, but there's no other option. You just have the checklist and you just have to do it. But, uh, and unfortunately, that scares passengers. Okay. Something that happened with the, the Qantas one the other day, when these oxygen generators go off, they make heat, and that heats up the dust that's been sitting on them for 10 years, and passengers think there's a burning smell. It's nothing to do other than the oxygen generators doing their job. OK, then, James. I really appreciate your perspective. Uh, fascinating. It affects I mean, it affects everyone because so many people have been on planes and so many people use planes regularly. James Nixon, a former A380 captain, talking about the incident over America overnight. 96 900 693 13 13 32...